March is here. Spring is near. And it's been too long since we've heard from our time-traveling teens. Stay tuned. Professor Theo's Mystery Lab. I'm Professor Theo, broadcasting from the campus of Splendid University in beautiful downtown Splendid West Virginia. Welcome to the lab. Some people think these strange occurrences of Splendid have something to do with the mysterious top-secret experiments that I do here at Splendid U. And I can assure you, that's only partially true. You release one bug beast loose upon the city, inadvertently at that. You accidentally turn your son into a kid superhero, and all of a sudden, you're the one behind every single strange little thing going on in this town. That's how gossip spreads. I've been catching up on Oscar-worthy films. There's a movie rental machine at my nearby Heats. It's really a Sheets, but the S fell off during a melee between Mandy Magic and some zombies not long ago. That's a story for another day. Anyway, you know those metal boxes that stand outside gas stations and grocery stores? The ones where you rent movies? Well, I had no idea that a guy lives in there. All these years, no one told me. The occupant of my particular blue box movie rental machine is a man named Laszlo. Laszlo Blue Box. He's an interesting character. Was the lead singer in a heavy metal band in the 1980s. And he knows a lot about movies, probably because he lives in a movie rental machine. What else are you going to do in there? Also, he told me the most touching story of a woman, the love of his life, Lucy, and how much he misses her. Lucy is in the same line of work as Laszlo, and, and so, as you can surmise, there's simply not enough room in one of those things for two people. And he's not even sure what blue box movie rental machine Lucy lives in now. I suggested the blue box in nearby Beautyville might just be the one, but he said he'd already checked there. Barbersville, too. There's a blue box in Bottomsville, but they've built a wall around Bottomsville. Did you hear? No one is getting inside or out of there. Anyway, if the person living inside your movie rental machine is a woman named Lucy, tell her... Laszlo loves her, and he dreams of one day being reunited. And tell her that he lives in the splendid West Virginia blue box movie rental machine located outside the heats near Splendid Elementary School, for she, too, may be looking for him. Let's get these two back together, shall we? Anyway, our attention for this, the 24th episode turns back to those time-traveling teens. You met them in 
December. Remember? The Middle School Science Club at McFly Middle. Those time-traveling teens return. It had been months since McFly Middle School Science Club students Cat, Dana, Elliot, and Ava had invented and built the Hopper, a time-travel device that easily connected to their smartphones through an app. Ava had hopped back to the land of dinosaurs. Getting her back had been tough, and all four agreed to use their science club time for less dangerous pursuits. And if you're interested in hearing their previous adventures, go back to episodes 11 through 15 for that five-part time-traveling teens series. Ever since, they hid the hopper in a cluttered corner of the science teacher's lab. They all felt comfortable that she would never find it, as the mess in her room never changed. Cat worried about their invention being discovered by the principal, Mr. Cooper. He had taken a sudden interest in the work of the McFly Middle Science Club. I just hope Mr. Cooper doesn't find it. He's always snooping around trying to find somebody up to no good. Delete the app from your phones, Dana insisted. Of course, none of them actually did. The T4 Troop, that's what those time-traveling teens called themselves, as code. They often joked about firing up the old time-travel device one more time. Each one assumed that the others were all teasing, but in reality, they all had plans to sneak away on one last little time hop. Cat had long been a fan of the musical play Hamilton, and meant to transform herself into the crowd of its Broadway debut. She should have paid more attention to her travel coordinates, though, for instead of watching New York City's best entertainment, she accidentally hopped all the way back to the late 1700s, the time of the actual Alexander Hamilton's life. And while colonial America was fascinating, it held far less founding father hip-hop music than her heart desired, and she attempted to travel back to modern day. She couldn't, however, because the hopper's signal on her phone was occupied transporting another sneaky T4 member somewhere. Elliot had less ambitious goals. He simply wanted to go back in time a few days and give that most recent math test another try. He was very confused to find himself in the heart of New York City, the Big Apple, waiting in line to see the Hamilton musical masterpiece on Broadway. Oh, Cat should be here to see this. She loves Hamilton, Elliot said to himself. How did I get here anyway? He tried to hop back home, but was stuck. The time travel signal was busy, occupied. Dana and Ava both had plans of their own. Dana had her eyes on a meeting with Pablo Picasso, who she'd recently studied in art and had become quite fascinated with, while Ava, a big baseball fan, wanted to see Pete Rose play ball in person. Before they could follow through with their time travel dreams, they noticed that the Hopper's time travel app signal was very busy and slow. 
and upon a sneaky investigation, they found that the hopper itself was red hot. It didn't take long to figure out what had happened. What in the world were they thinking? said Ava angrily. Dana responded, We've got to help them. Ava was able to zap Cat out of 1776, just as an older gentleman was intriguing why a teenage girl was in line to sign the Declaration of Independence. That was close, spouted a relieved Cat upon seeing her friends and realizing she was back in good old 2019. Dana was easily able to retrieve Elliot from that Broadway show house. He was not quite as happy. Hey, I had really good seats. Ava and Dana were furious and gave Cat and Elliot a long lecture about responsibility. Wait a minute, Elliot said. How did you even know we were gone? Uh, Dana had no response. Neither did Ava. They were all guilty of wanting to take one last stroll through time. But it was a bad decision. Each agreed to never make the same mistake again. They had even decided to destroy the hopper and delete its app permanently from their phones. For real, this time. For it was just simply too unsafe a toy to have around. Too tempting. I mean, what if somebody else got a hold of it? As Ava was about to smash the hopper with a hammer, and as the other three tore apart the blueprints they had followed to build it, Principal Cooper suddenly burst into the room. What is going on in here? Skipping classes, I see. Destruction of school property. And what is this? You know you're not to have your phones out during school hours. He began fiddling with Ava's phone. Ava yelled, Stop! Elliot screamed, Principal Cooper, please don't! They were too late. In an instant, McFly Middle's fearless leader was zapped back into the past. Where is he? Dana asked, worried. The foursome gathered around the time travel device for details. Cat spoke up first. Any King Arthur fans here? I hope Mr. Cooper is a fan of medieval times and knights and dragons, because that's where he is. The four were in big trouble now. Would they be able to rescue Principal Cooper? And what would their punishment be if they did? Would others now find out about their time-traveling secret? These questions and more will be answered in the next edition of those time-traveling teens. Coming soon. It will be coming next week, listeners. Part 2 of this three-part Time-Traveling Teens trilogy. And next week we'll see the return of kid superheroes Buck Travers and Tracy Thompson as they star in Double Trouble. Two stories next week, listeners, as we celebrate, hard to believe, our 25th episode don't miss it. In the meantime, be good to each other. Have a wild and wonderful week. I'm Professor Theodore Travers. Professor Theo's Mystery Lab is written and read by Jonathan Joy. And Levi Joy. I'm Mercy Joy. 
Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Spread the word. Tell a friend. If you don't, Professor Theo might zap you back in time. If he could do that type of thing, I mean. Also, please consider supporting this project by making a small monthly pledge at ProfessorTheo.com. You can email our family at theprofessortheo at gmail.com or tweet at us at Theo underscore mystery. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week.